Welcome back to another edition of the Return the Picks podcast. Once again, we are trying to win some moolah on gambling on the NFL. And once again, we are successfully failing at winning any money on the NFL. Myself, Ollie Wilson, Jazz Gillum and David Bluck have just... Who has returned this week, by the way. Dave has returned. Lovely to join us, Dave. Thank you for showing up. I can't can't just have you guys slamming my, uh, my bets and my list without me here anymore. i got to say, we've got a real next man up attitude on this podcast. And I actually think we've found, <laughs> we've found a better backup in who we, who just we brought a little, in yeah. last week. And I did listen back to the show and it was, uh, it was much better with him here, unsurprisingly. A big personality and, uh, you know, knows about football more. It's more interesting, better looking, more intimidating as well. Yeah. So you guys... Yet friendlier. Keeps you guys in line. Like, yeah, friend friendlier. Yeah, I almost feel yeah. more inclined to talk to Marlon about you've, anything. You've known, okay, and like you've known me your whole life. Very, very good beatboxer, right. signed off by Bill Belichick <laughs> that, as a great beatboxer. Yeah, that's phenomenal. That story. Yeah, I can't beatbox. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, and that's Dave, kind you're of out. you cut, you cut, Dave, kind you of cut. What we're looking for, really, as soon as Marlon mentioned the beatboxing, <laughs> I realised that that was one thing that was really missing from this podcast. Um, so oh yeah. Well. Sorry, better get learning, Dave. All right, I'll, I'll go. Well, we, we later. Oh no, come on, man! Learn how to beatbox. Lay a track down. You'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. Learn. We'll give you a week, and then you can do the the intro music as a beatbox, like Josh Potter does his own intros. <laughs> on. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! I love that they used that this week. By the way, they brought that back. Yeah, it was wicked. Uh. Um, I like that he's in the NFL as well now. I because on one of the um. NFL fantasy apps that I use for a different league that I play in uh, where I'm doing terribly. You can add little Shock. nicknames to all of the players in your team. So Rodrigo Blankenship is called Josh Potter on my team. Oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah. I love those I like glasses. Um, let's talk about quickly the bets from last week and how we all did. Um, or is that a topic that most people don't Not really good is the answer to. to that one, my dear Wilson. No. I went two and four. Two and four. So return to form from the five and one week of almost at the precipice of glory this week, returning to the doldrums of despair. Raising the bar only to uh, the the jazz coin continues to move in peaks and fluctuates. It's fluctuant. Yeah, not uh, not great. Two and four. Um, I think I went three and three in the end. I was looking quite good, but then obviously the the Chargers did me. The Falcons, Falcons did me because we all bet on the Falcons, so Ugh. that was nice. We did. I knew that was. I'm just glad that other things went wrong because I knew that was going to yeah. be the kiss of death anyway. Yeah. So I ended up going three yeah. and three. Sad. I was three and three as well. I got the got the Bengals wrong. I got the Raiders wrong. I had them winning big. And then I had the Falcons wrong. Tough, Sad. tough week. Tough week. Tough. Every week's tough, bro. Yeah. We are at week 14 now and we are still we well in the, <laughs> in the red. Oh. So. But we got some good ones, though. Jazzy, especially, has got an absolute mammoth. Jazz has one come out up, so. swinging this week with, uh, yeah, with his yeah. bet. And everybody else has seemed to immediately jump on board and place a bet before the end of the podcast replicating I've done it. it i've done it so, that's a sign yeah. of a surefire win no that that's a sign of three very desperate <laughs> men <laughs> very desperate yeah yeah who were yeah. trying to win some of their money back um please gamble responsibly i guess although jazz yeah, don't, to be... don't chase the losses <laughs> do not chase the losses that's not what we're doing we're just trying to have some fun this is just fun 
It's a one pound, or in my case, a three pound bet. I'm that's not, not chasing I'm not losses. sure how much fun I'm having, to be honest. And I'm definitely. Oh, I'm, don't say that, Ollie. I'm definitely sure that Jazz is chasing all of the losses. Like on yeah, and Jazz has been chasing losses all Sunday year. nights yeah. is like an hourly chase. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I guess I guess the hours of six and seven didn't seem to go too well, but so I'll put some ones on at eight, and that'll probably get the money back. So that'll be okay. It's just. And then he starts shaking at around eight thirty. Yeah. Getting those fourth quarter jitters, realizing that he's bet like his car and like his dentist surgery. That's why and... I haven't got a car anymore, Dave. <laughs> oh yeah, where has the Jag gone? Oh. Did wonder. <laughs> Not with me anymore. <laughs> Awkward. Uh, well, it's only a problem when the guys come with bats to the door, Jazz. And I don't think Bet365 do that yet. I don't think 2020 is the year to talk about bats, Ollie. So can you just <laughs> bleep that out? Sorry. Oh, you made a funny day. That was very good. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's clever. Thank you. Thanks so much, I Jazz. I really, I always wanted your approval for yeah. jokes because you're such well a done. humorous man yourself. Thanks. Uh, we had try. a. We had a delightful conversation on the podcast this week, um, talking Greg Williams and Jazz backing him that he should have stayed at the New York Jets. Uh, immediately, Mistake of the week. Immediately, Greg immediately yeah. sussed out what he was thinking on that one. Yeah, you sniffed it out. I know what your thoughts are. Uh, we spoke about sniffed running backs. Like, uh, sniffed out like Derek Carr sniffed out the zero blitz and found Henry Ruggs. Yeah. Oy, oy, oy. Uh, we spoke about running backs. We spoke about um, drafts. We always go back to drafts every so often a lot often. of draft and Trevor Lawrence talk today because of the Jets yeah so uh, I guess just sit back and enjoy the ramblings of three people that seem to not know anything about picking football games but can still talk for two hours almost about American football enjoy over the middle picked off season fired intercepted blitz coming pass is picked off He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore, down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. Okay, so I'll tell you what the biggest mistake of the week is. Greg's Williams getting... Greg's Williams? Greg Williams being fired as a DC for the Jets. Prove me wrong. Okay, I am guessing that you're taking this on a route of Greg Williams is such a bad play caller in the NFL that the Jets now, without him, have a chance of winning games. And if they win games towards the end of the year, there is a horrible chance that they don't end up getting Trevor Lawrence or the number one pick or something like that. That's the only thing that I can think that you're thinking about when Greg Williams is the single reason why they lost against the Raiders last week. It's exactly that. If they had not thrown that zero blitz at the Raiders and that Ruggs touchdown hadn't hit, they would no longer be in first place for that first pick in the draft because they have the tiebreaker over the Jags, so the Jags would be picking first. The only thing the Jets can do this year now is to not win a game. That's all they can do. I know that the players aren't going to want to do that, but the coach, the coaches aren't going to want to do it either because the, any coaches associated with that will be continually associated with it. But let's face facts, Gase is not getting a head coaching job again anyway. Um, and all the coaches know they're not going to be there. So in some ways, they owe it to their owners to say, okay, well, we screwed up quite a lot. We'll just carry on screwing up and let's get you the number one pick and give you a chance to reset. I was kind of hoping that you were going to come out in some kind of crazy jazz defense of uh, Greg Williams. Like a zero blitz on that one. In fairness, if they if they got there, <laughs> hey. 
Yeah, he looks this, great. this was one of the things that somebody commented on about um, straight after the weekend of, well, well, if it, if it works, then he's a hero. And it's like... No, that's yeah, always a bad idea. It doesn't idea. mean it's a good call. It just yeah, means you just that got, they got, got away with it. Yeah. I completely agree. That's why I can't defend that. I can't defend that as a play call. If I was playing Madden and it was that against Oli, I'd consider it because it'd just be fun. But if I was trying to win a game that would win people money or change people's lives, I'm not calling that. Five 15 seconds, seconds to go. To go. Yeah. But they, of course, the play before, they had Aguilar open and almost got that as well. So yeah. it's not as if that D really did brilliantly. But having your rookie corner against possibly the fastest player in the NFL with no help over the top. It's just suicide. However, yeah, that's I'm glad suicide that, Sorry, Jazz, cut across you. Just the, I am glad that the narrative since then has been people just killing Greg Williams for it rather than anybody yep. talking about that poor DB. So well, DB was nice. He was sold down the river. He was sold yeah. down the river. You can't, the you guy can't... runs like a four... Four two or something like he's, yeah. there's no way he was ever going to cover it. Why on earth didn't the players check out of it? That's the thing, right? So I was listening to the the McAfee show and they had AJ Hawk and they and Darius do you listen Butler. to the do you listen to Pat McAfee show sometimes? Jeff? Sometimes just at rest Pat McAfee? Again. just now and again. Um, but they had Hawk and AJ Hawk and Darius Butler and they were saying that if they'd had that call come into the huddle they would have checked out of it and just done whatever they wanted to because they said that's a stupid call and they knew it was a stupid call. But if you watch the play, the middle linebacker was playing quarterback spy. He wasn't blitzing. So you missed an extra player that could have had an extra pressure to the whole play, which if you'd had him, maybe that's the different player that gets to gets home. I mean, so even the players seems, didn't play it right. That seems like the most unnecessary thing to have is a middle Against linebacker yeah. QB spying on that play. That is like... Having a complete... <laughs> that's literally sticking a guy in a non-existent zone in the centre of the field to do nothing. Yep. To just stand and watch a guy that plays the majority of football in the pocket and has yeah. limited mobility. Yeah, and was having a really bad game. It's not like you need to get in there so the, to like, the, spy on Aaron Rodgers. That's the player like, fucking up there. Was, There's no way the coach called that. The coach called an all-out blitz. It means yeah. everyone's going. The player just screwed it up. Unless the middle back has gone like, oh no, and has then I'm going to watch an underneath route. So if it crosses across me, I can yeah. tackle him. It's going to be over. It's like, well, there's DBs in the back. If they manage to do an underneath throw, they should have three other people at least to beat. Don't worry, if guys. They I do got that, this whole fair hook play. and hook and ladder situation covered. I see it coming. Don't worry. Yeah. I've seen Boise State <laughs> against Oklahoma. I know what happens in that. It's, uh, Is hook it, and do you guys? Do you guys think it's a, a setting a new a record for a? A defensive coach to be fired basically off one play. Oh, I don't know if that's. It seems before. like quite interesting for any coach to be fired off like one I, kind of I, thing. I think that there's I, probably been like special not? teams coaches and stuff that have been fired for like, you know, it's been the straw that's broke broke the camel's back kind of thing. But for a defensive coach to get fired over one play and everybody's talking about it for the whole week after, I think I'm, if you make it's quite a mistake, a funny that's situation. That bad. It's that glaringly bad, even yeah. to the casual people watching. Why do they do that? I know. It's obvious. I, I mean, I, me and Lewis were watching Red Zone, and we just couldn't. We couldn't deal with it. Like yeah. we were watching the play develop, and we were like, "What? What? Where's the safety?" And then we were just like, "Uh, <laughs> don't understand." So like, yeah, no wonder all the like real like, you know, NFL pundits and stuff are just losing their minds. It, in that this. situation, you just play cover two man. That's the standard Madden play for that bit there. Cover two man, 
That way there's two safeties at the back. So even if it's a long throw, you've got plenty of time for the middle of the field, across to the sideline, to at least have someone in that oh, zone. Oh, we've got a Madden Warrior here. Jesus, it, look, it's, pre, it's prevent. <laughs> just saying. As they no, call you're it, right, you're rather right. than prevent. Yeah, but that, that's, that's, that's four deep. That's fine. Just stick anybody as deep as the first down marker. Everybody should be between the first down marker and the end zone in that situation. It was a basic. Well, no, no, everyone should be be at the end zone if you're going to do that for the on the end zone covering the end zone. I mean, it depends if you're trying to obviously if they can either stop the clock by either getting out of bounds or something like that as well. They might have had one more play. But... They would have had one. Yeah, more. I fair. think it was it eleven seconds. 15, well, the Jets got a play, which is pretty seconds. wild. So yeah. So, Jets had a, a Hail Mary. So. so, yeah, like every single, all 11 players, there shouldn't have been a rush. <laughs> like, you, no, it should be a three-man three rush. Three-man rush, rush, drop eight. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, I know we're obviously being a bit extreme about it and stuff, as a lot of people have been in the week, but it is mind-bogglingly stupid that even, you know, we who have played university <laughs> yeah, American yeah. football in the UK. Like, oh, no, that's the incorrect decision, that, quite oh, no, clearly. That's bad. You made a bad, a bad yeah. thing. Wrong choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think yeah it's pretty funny. Do you think that he's just kind of like, he'd kind of given up at that point? I mean, I feel like Gase has really given up because it's obvious what's happening here. Is Greg Williams a bit of a kind of victim of the same thing just complete kind of like eh. oh, yeah greg williams send the house. Is, is the victim is he okay. send the house whatever <laughs> no just like complete you know like like we're, like if you're on notice at work some shitty job working at i don't know wh smiths or something and you're just like ah whatever i'm not gonna sort the magazines like <laughs> this is the equivalent who, who of cares? not sorting the magazines all right yeah all right. he's not sorting the mag he's not putting the like you know yeah i mean i have worked at smiths so like I can tell you, you need to put like the the uh, inserts into the right newspapers for the Sunday Times and stuff like that. And you know he's he's on his way out, Greg Williams. He doesn't care about the inserts. He doesn't care about the Sunday Times magazine going in there. He's just chucking things around. Well, like didn't you get the feeling yeah. though in the hard knocks with the Browns? Like Greg Williams is a like my way or the highway kind of guy. Like yeah. Greg, and he's like an intense. Let's go out there and crack some skulls and all that kind of stuff, you know. Like he's, he's a real physical violence. You missed some swear my... words there, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite a few. Physical yeah. violence solves my problems on defense. So yeah. it it seems to f the call fits the man. I think yeah. of like mm -hmm. uber nah. aggressive. Oh, you, oh yeah, you, yeah. You're gonna try and you're gonna try and throw one bum on us. Well, I'm gonna bring the house. And then, like, uh, which I quite like from my point of view, I quite like that ballsiness, but I, it has to be at least measured and have some semblance of actually percentage wise, this might actually work rather than we'll leave one safety at least, like, mm. <laughs> I mean, leave anyone, you know. No, don't uh, worry, they had a QB spy, so he was, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. watch yeah, it, yeah, watch yeah, it go yeah, straight yeah. over his head. That was, yeah. that was useful. Also, Greg Williams is the deep coordinator it. when uh, when the Browns went 0 16, so. Yeah, I mean, hey, well, talking about the Browns, Jazz, my boy uh, Baker had a nice day. Well, it's one game out of, what, 12? Yeah, it's a nice day, though, in the field. It's one out of 12. Nice day in the field. Does this Sun mean... Sun shining, flowers are sprouting. Are you walking a little Dave, bit, a little bit just, uphill again? Is that May, you're so just, maybe you know. not in Mayfield Mound anymore. Maybe Mayfield, May Mayfield Meadow is what you're at. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but it's on an incline, and Dave thinks that it's going up, and he's. Oh, he's it's going. not. It's, it's off a cliff. I think that There's I'm near the top, but really, I've just started. Like it's every everything's a false horizon. Is that what you say? Anything saying? to do with Baker Mayfield yeah. is <laughs> so unfit for purpose that it's going to have a heart attack, even on the gentle lean oh, upwards that no. it's. On. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. It was, it was nice day. Nice day. Uh, we'll find out this week when they play the Ravens whether that's all just a one. I know, yeah, Christ, yeah, big game, big game for Baker. That Browns Titans game, I, I did not see that coming. So the Titans going into that game is not good. Yeah, especially their pass coverage defense, which just hasn't really. I don't think I've recognised how bad it is because Mm. I've enjoyed watching the Titans play. Yeah. Yeah. They're lacking pass rush. Losing Clowney to that season-ending injury, which, in fairness, I don't really think he added much to their pass rush anyway. But losing Jarrell Casey was a big one. Really yep. big one. For a seventh-rounder as well. That's, a, that's an insult to him. Which I said at the start of the season anyway. So, but go you've, on. you've still got to be able to cover, guys. Oh, yeah. and Adri Jackson is very good, but he hasn't done as well as he had done in previous years. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Byard, like... I always put him in relatively high caliber in terms of Mm -hmm. DBs in the NFL. I I still never buy the Malcolm Butler stuff because I still think all the hype around Malcolm Butler is off one play. So so streaky as well. He did. He had he had a game earlier in the season where he got two interceptions. Um, but I think that kind of covers. Like he's had some splash plays and he'll have some reasonably big hits in him because he's not a small DB, but. Yeah, he's just kind of average, isn't he? He's probably below average, really, in the league. Yeah, I'd say average. Like, yeah, he'll, he maybe sh- just he should be on a team, below, but he's not. He's not a shutdown corner or any of the chat that kind of immediately yeah, came he's, out he's following a, that Super Bowl or anything. And he's a solid. He got paid as well. Yeah, I'd say he's a he solid paid. number two corner. If you had as a number two corner, you're not too unhappy about it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's where I think he is. He's not the reason why the Pats lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl, as was kind of. It, no. uh, indicated when he didn't play in that game and stuff like that. Maybe Bill Belichick was like, "Oh, oh, Malcolm's actually really bad. Oh, I guess we won't be putting him in the field today then." Um, and but now yeah. we've got Plinkett here. But I find it, <laughs> I find it very <laughs> odd that uh, I mean, to get so swept up in the Titans and for yeah. their defense to be as bad as it is, and it was highlighted massively. I mean, Baker picked them apart. Absolutely, yeah, savage, really savage badly them. so. And yeah. this is a Browns team that's missing arguably their best receiver, depending on what you think about Odo Beckham Jr. Um, Jarvis Landry continues to be frustrating. Higgins is doing really well. Yeah. He's good. Donovan Peoples-Jones drops like five early on and then still ends up what, with back-to-back touchdowns or something stupid something like, that. like that on drives. Yeah, I mean, just... Yeah. It's yeah. just madness watching it. I mean, you think of how well the Titans played against the Colts the week before. You almost wonder if that was the big game they played and mentally they kind of spent themselves... They're just a weird one. I kind of want to. You want to stay away from them, bets wise, because they're just like. Well, most teams this year. A really weak team. There's almost yeah. every team. I mean, if you said at the start of the year, uh, week last week on this podcast, oh, the the Giants are going to beat the Seahawks and the Washington Football Ugh. Team are going to beat the Steelers, you would have all been laughed out of the room and said you were an absolute well, idiot. I was at least the Washington the Giants. Fo- the Washington Football Team were kind of on my radar because Greg Rosenthal on the ATN podcast um, had picked them. And I'd kind of been thinking about it, and I was like, oh, maybe. So I'd at least considered it. I really didn't think that the Seahawks would lose to the Giants. I mean, I, again, I don't no. want to be like, oh, I did say, but it was a while back. <laughs> it was like four four weeks ago or so on the pod that I was like, this, like the Giants pass rush 
and the pressure up yeah. front they get from their front seven is actually pretty good. And they've got a few more kind of things clicking on offense. Um, obviously, you know, Daniel Jones last week, that may have actually been <laughs> beneficial for them because I don't know if... Have they won four in a row? I don't know if they're on a four-game four, four uh, game win. Three or four. But yeah, they... Uh, they're doing really well. They're, they're a sneaky, solid side. And the Seahawks, if you can slow them down offensively, are bad defensively. Yep. They're really yep. bad defensively. They have been much more terrible than I thought they were going to be. I no. really expected to see a lot from that defense, especially well, the addition of Jamal Adams. Yeah. And the secondary then should be very good. And having Wagner in the middle of it still is really a huge kind of bonus. But the D-line has been not very good, and they haven't got any pass rush. So even if you yeah, had the when best your DBs, safety, Your new safety's got your, the most sacks on your team. It says a lot, doesn't it? not a good sign. And so yeah. if you have... Even if you have the best cover corners and best covered secondary in the league or in the world ever of all time, you can't cover for seven or eight seconds. Not saying they get have that much time, but you can't cover for that long. Eventually, the coverage is going to break down, so you have to be able to get to the quarterback and force those throws. But they haven't been doing it. Yeah, um, Jazz, tell me about uh, the Steelers' loss. Did you did you watch it back in full? I watched some highlights. I watched but... the the entire first half and thought going to sleep that night, oh, it's going to be an easy kind of maybe twenty eight seven win. Because you were fourteen nil up. Yeah, uh, fourteen three when I went to bed. Um, okay. But I saw the trouble was there were still drops. They're still dropping the ball. Mm-hmm. We had seven or eight last week against the Washington Football Team. Yeah, that's not good enough. And you had a you had a lot of drops against uh, the Ravens as well before. Yeah, six the week right. before. Was it before that Washington game or after that you and I spoke jazz about what Tomlin had said about drops and he'd said that was this time last week we said about that and I yeah. like what he's been saying again this week of we aren't playing well enough and we can't blame anything apart from we aren't executing properly and we need to be better and like I was saying to Ollie last week that. Tomlin came out after the Ravens game and said, I don't care what the score was. That result and that performance was nothing better than a junior high school team. A junior high school team performs better than that. And if we have players who are paid to catch the ball that don't do it, I'm not talking about it. He's, I I just, I think what is really (laughs) underlined through the last two seasons, especially is you see how good Mike Tomlin really is. Having seen how he handled last year, having lost big Ben and managed to pull that team hook and crook with a defense to get to eight and eight and this year again to granted to 11 11 wins where we played we played two good teams in my opinion the titans and the ravens and beat them the rest of them questionable but you still you're going to beat what's put you put in front of you but mm-hmm. when the things don't start to work quite as well as they were early in the season instead of being an excuse maker or trying to find reasons like blaming the schedule or blaming how COVID's affected them he's saying we aren't good enough we need to get better if we don't get better we aren't worth being in the playoffs. He doesn't say that in the exact words, but it's pretty much what he's getting at. Do and you... I love that level of criticism and fire to try and stick some sticks up people's backside. But it, it, it's, yeah. it's not even like a, the players shouldn't be ever be thinking of turning around and being like, oh, I can't believe Coach is saying that. It's glaring... I don't think they will be, though. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying that they will do that at all. But like it, Tomlin is in a position where there's uh, nobody should even think that he shouldn't come out and say any of this because... Yeah. Everything that he's doing is the correct, like correct thing to yeah. do in terms of game mm. management, in terms of the calls that are being made, in terms of how they seemingly prepare for these games. 
everything that goes wrong for the Steelers just comes down to a lack of execution on individuals' parts. And yeah. last week, it was with the receivers not making catches, which or is... the run game, not getting a yard. At the, you, at I was going to I was going to mention the run game. You have, yeah. you have one job as a receiver is to catch the ball. Yeah. You know, Jin Yang, I eat the fish. In receivers' cases, it's I catch the ball. Like, there's only one <laughs> thing that you ever need to do in that position. If you're not doing yeah. it, and it's grossly highlighted right in front of your eyes, Tomlin should be coming out because he is... We all know... He wouldn't be in that job for this amount of time and have the level of success that he's had, albeit, you know, he's got rings to back it up, but also just consistent winning seasons. He is a great coach. He's never had a losing season in his time with the Steelers. So, 14 years, no losing seasons. So he's in the he's in this amazing position that not many NFL coaches get where he can be like, yeah, these guys aren't doing what I'm telling them to do. We don't yeah. need to talk about it because it's, everybody can see it. And it's kind of yeah. weird because there's no, it's like no further questions. There's no way that you can like bring up a deeper arc into this of, mm. oh, well, do you think there's a Chase Claypool and a James Washington? Are they, are they on the same page with Ben Roethlisberger? It's like, yeah, because the ball is getting thrown to them. They're just not catching. So yep. end of story. Yeah, I mean, the other thing to go with it, though, is that, and I'm not making excuses, but we did lose. Joe Hayden went down with an injury. Yeah, Steve. Uh, I don't know what his first name is, but Nelson, another quarterback, went down with an injury. Robert Spillane, who's actually come in and been very good in, to replace Devin Bush, went down with an injury. And of course, it was the first game without Bud Dupree, so you have quite a few defensive starters again missing. And those other ones went down the second half. Of course, that's why we lost the game. So to a point, you could look at those injuries and loss of those specific pieces to add on to the reason why they lost however again it's next man up your squad is there to to fill all the gaps and Tomlin said that's not an excuse either but I can see that's another reason why it may well, not have turned out the way it should have the, the excuse is having a bye week in week four that's well, the why excuse I, is I, not having a bye week is, we help. didn't have a bye week in week four we had a, a game that we prepared for all week and then got told on Thursday oh you're not going to get it so we didn't have a bye week at all then lost the bye week and then had the game against the Ravens go from the Thursday to the Sunday to the Monday to the yeah. Wednesday you've been the most messed around team yeah. by this season and, uh, and sure. either, but then if you listen to all the Steelers players aside from Eric Ebron none of them have come out and complained about it they said well that's it that's fine. No, that's but I, well, it's because they hadn't lost a game yet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, easy to not complain did, when you've won eleven. But if you come out and make excuses about that, then you just say, "Well, you signed up for this. You could have opted out and had a season. We didn't worry about it." But you, you've, you're there. You know that. These yeah, things you guys have just got unlucky. It's unfortunate, know. and the fact that we're still in the position we're in is wonderful. Considering I thought at the start of the year twelve and four was yeah. an optimistic, but at the same time quite realistic record. We're only what one win away from getting to that point anyway of number of wins I thought we'd have. So from that point of view, I'm not unhappy with it. And I'd rather them lose now than get to 16-0 and and lose in the first week of the playoffs. I'd rather them, the players learn that this isn't good enough and they need to really up their game to get past that. Otherwise, yeah. playoff time, you play the Chiefs, drop seven balls against the Chiefs, you're losing by 35 points. The only the only thing is, I think that's, that's all true, the only thing is, is you really, really could use that buy just yep. because there's there's such kind of dangerous teams in the AFC this year for the for the first time we're going to have like well obviously we're going to have seven teams but I think those six those five six and seven place teams they're not going to be jokes layups it's not like you know? you're playing the Giants or Eagles or Dallas yeah or exactly Washington. I think that I think they're potentially hard games and you've got 
you know, you've got the Bills this week, which is a really tough matchup. Yep. Then you've you got the Bengals, fair enough, that's gonna be a win. Um but then Colts and I mean, and I the guess Browns. the Browns is an easy game for you because you just seem to have their number constantly, but it shouldn't be on paper. But we dropped the ball against them though. Same thing. You can't you can't have thirteen drops or fourteen drops over it is in two weeks and expect to win games. We lead yeah. the league in drops. So it was a matter of time before the drops caught up with us. Is that the whole season you lead the league? Yes. Savage. Okay. That's a good stat. Uh, let me nice have. Stat. I, I think we might have. If I'm, if I read it rightly, I think it's we have thirty-three, of which, fourteen either thirteen or fourteen of those came in the last two weeks. I assume it was the Eagles when Aguilar was uh, <laughs> playing for you. Yeah, he doesn't lead the league in drops up. anymore, though, does he? So that's weird. <laughs> No, it's almost like maybe yeah. the guy passing to him was the problem all along. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Well, he's not. Oh, gonna, he's that, not. He's not going to be doing that. So don't worry that, about that. That segues. That segues. In. Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about what? What's the there, Eagles and, what, and the quarterback position? What or? is? What is there to say? Doug Peterson has backed Wentz throughout this whole thing, and then like losing to the Packers is the thing that's the problem. I mean. If you're going to make this change, make it a few weeks back. Now you're making it at a time where you know there's zero confidence on that team. It's a crappy situation for Jalen Hurts yeah. to come into because Hurts knows he's only getting it because Wentz is so bad, rather than any sort of real competition. Um, and I didn't see, I didn't see much from Jalen Hurts when he came in in the back end of that game against Green Bay. Like, I don't think I was never excited about Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. And I really hope there's a prove me wrong kind of thing, but yeah, I just don't. Yeah, it's it, it's meaningless to me. This change, it's not going to affect how the season is going to run for the remainder of the no, year. And it's not, and it's, well, I think it's, that's it's why they're making it, it though. Yeah. To be fair, because what difference does it make if you if you hadn't it's, lost to but it's not Green make a, Bay? It's not going to make a difference. Then you could have still been in the running, but you really it really seems like you're out of it. Uh, now. Definitely out so of the like, NFC East. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that, that's gone. But but before that game and before you know the Giants and Washington won. Yeah. So that's why, in fairness to Peterson, I think that it is a bit... It's not just that they lost to Green Bay, because everybody can lose to Green Bay, a really good football team, but it's the fact that you're out of the running. So, like, I, well, let's let's get this... And, and plus, like, they've done... You know, it's happened before with really... With quarterbacks who've had gone on to, like, recover from it. He is on an absolutely killer cold streak. Yeah. Where, like, he is. you know, which is the majority of a season. It's a long cold streak, but, like, he needs to... He needs to be on the bench just to have some time. Like, the guy is dying out there. Honestly, <laughs> like, I would remove every single electronic device that he has and I would get him out of Philadelphia and away for yeah. six months. Because this yeah. is the thing. Like, it's such a brutal sports city that when you get on a cold streak, <sighs> it's totally so right. easy to stay on the cold streak. <laughs> it's a brutal sports because... city if you win as well. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Like... Yes. Let's riot and destroy everything we won. Yeah. Well, Carson Carson <laughs> didn't win it, did he? Nick Foles did. So. No, yeah, but how about, still. How about, come at me, Carson. Um, he'd miss. So. He uh, would miss, yeah. <laughs> but no, but the thing is, uh, it makes no difference either, I don't think, in the long run plannings with Philadelphia either. Wentz is going to be the starter next year. Like, he's still There's Doug too much Peterson's money involved. Boy. They've paid him too much, but also Peterson obviously trusts him so much because he's stuck with him for so long Does this year. Does Peterson stay, Wentz. though? Does Pearson keep his job? Well, he's pissed off, Angelo, so, you know. I'm, uh, <laughs> but, I, but it's a serious question, though, isn't it? I mean, I don't think you should get rid of a Super Bowl coach, winning coach three years after he's won it. But at the not? same time, he's not really done a great deal after, has he? Oh, do you, I mean, you, you made the comment, I think it was, about five weeks ago, that actually you look at the 
losing what QB coach, uh, who, who basically now looks like QB whisperer, so to speak. If or you're getting John Nick Foles and and Carson Wentz to to play like that, the coaching, I think Frank Reich. I, was, no, I think Frank I was, Reich was the answer. Well, I was always frustrated, and I, again, I think I can go back through my Twitter feed, which isn't that extensive, and it was what a month after the Super Bowl victory, mm-hmm. and. And Filippo and Wright went, and it was like, this worries me a lot. Like, Peterson wasn't in charge of that offense nope. that much. You know, he made the call Philly Philly or Special Special or whatever they were calling it, and they called it incorrectly on the sideline. Every time I watch that video of them making that call, they always say it's called the Philly Special. And Doug's or Nick is like, oh, should we do Philly Philly? It's like, oh, well, maybe they were meant to run a different player. Maybe it was like the biggest accident that they... Maybe uh. Nick Nick called it on the fly. It's like, okay, guys, I got one for you. Don't worry, yeah, Nick's... Are you throwing the ball to me? I'm yeah. going to be the hero. But, um, and I remember thinking like, oh, I'm worried about that because that was... Those two coaches were the strength of that Philadelphia offense. Yep. So... Yeah, I don't Frank know. Frank Reich I, more than Filippo. I think you, that having watched how they've gone and after they they left the Eagles, John D. Filippo went to maybe the Jaguars, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously he did nothing. Yeah, um, but I also think in the same way, like players joining right fits is the same as coaches being in the right fit. Like there are some coaches, Nick Saban can't coach in the NFL for whatever reason. Also, like coach some bum teams in the NFL, but doesn't get it right. Goes to Alabama. He's got the scouting network that he wants around him. He can run the, the style of football that he and likes has to do. like all the best players ever. Yeah, and he's just got a consistent now incoming of the best college players. A consistent success. Bama are an amazing team to watch. Eric Bieniemy, we spoke about it on this podcast this year, about how why would you leave the Kansas City Chiefs when you're yep. so successful in that position as the offensive coordinator of one of the most exciting offenses? Why would you move when everything is right right now? Yep. And risk tarnishing your reputation. Well, it's like Josh McDaniels moving, like, you know, stay at the Patriots. I mean, yeah, he, no, he actually did. But he did. He, he did. He, he did moved. the Broncos. No, no, no. Like, he crashed I'm, and burned. No, no. I'm saying, yeah, obviously this year it hasn't worked out, potentially. They aren't out of the running yet or anything, but um, it doesn't look like a Josh Daniels offense but well um, you have to have the players but, to fill it but he you? could have left but he could have left three years ago yeah with his resume and got a head coaching job so it's been like every year people have been like like look at matt patricia trying to get him so yeah but no he was going to leave wasn't he, he was going to go to the colts and then he reneged on it and then that's what frank reich left yeah yeah but i mean they'd been i'm just going back further i'm just saying people have been talking about him like he was an ex-head coach yeah, for yeah. like five years or so you know yeah um, go and as head coach material go so. and excel or stay where you are excelling until it becomes a point that you can't do that rather than like... It, and I understand... Or, or if you're the enemy. argument is you're, when your stock is high, it's like jazz coin. Like when jazz coin is like at a real high, you want to sell it because you you know that it might not stay there. I mean, in this case with jazz coin, it definitely won't stay there and it will crash. Yeah. yeah. But Eric the enemy might be just being like, oh, you know, I can take my pick of jobs now. But in three years' time, maybe I can't. Or maybe in four years' time or five years' time, Andy Reid retires and I'm the head coach. Yeah. That's or maybe what, I'm not, That's though. what I'm thinking. If I was Eric maybe Bieniemy, I'm, not, I'm thinking Mahomes is going to be there and I get to coach him. I've got a better chance of winning with him and the offense that I've got around him is going to work better because I know how to make it work for him. I'm the. I'm pretty sure he calls the plays, not Andy Reid. I think it's a combination. Uh, Oh, the combination. Yeah. I thought Andy Reid called them, but yeah, okay. Either way, there's a lot of there's a lot of responsibility to go with that. Yeah. If they then have Andy Reid retire, 
They'll ask Andy Reid, who do you reckon should coach, be head coach? Well, right. doesn't mean Eric Bieniemy's going to get it. They're However, going to ask Patrick Mahomes. There's oh, that as well. Who, who's yeah. the guy who has been by your side creating Since an offense you with you that has... You know, yeah. may, that you are totally comfortable with, both yeah. working with on a daily basis, operating in his scheme, and you're on the same wavelength. Why would you then take arguably the best player in football and not keep him in an ideal situation of some sort? Like keep exactly that. Around you. And I mean, again, who are you going to go to? You're going to go to the Falcons. You're going to go to the Lions. Yeah, the you Texans? get head coaching jobs at bad teams because good There's teams a don't why get rid of head, head yeah. coaches. Yeah. What you want to do is wait for those coaches that retire. Like Tomlin got the Bill Cowher job. Yeah. That's the kind of job you want because you know that one is the franchise will keep with you for a lot longer and you hopefully go to a franchise that's built for success and will continue to give you decent talent rather and than and Matt Miller saying, giving you Megatron or granted that's a really good pick, but Roy Williams the year before and having John Kittner the guy throw into him. I'm just saying as well, like in this modern day time that we're in with a global pandemic and some of these NFL coaches are a little overweight and stuff like that. I mean, there could be some head coaching jobs opening up, not just because of retirements as well. So <laughs> if you're real patient, if you're real patient, there might be. You an think option. Andy Reid might just uh, snuff it in the offseason? He would of be things. one of the coaches that I would be worried about. Not as much as Mike McCarthy. Um, oh, Mike that guy, McCarthy. That yeah, but he should also uh, be sacked. He, he, he should is, be fired. He, he should neck, be gone after this year. A neck with I, a I mask think he wrapped will around be. I think he will be. Yeah. I think he will be as well. I One think deservedly done. so. I don't think he should... Yeah, well, especially now we've found out that he fucking lied, lied yeah. to get the job. I watched all the you film. Know. Oh, you know, I didn't, I didn't actually watch all the yeah, film. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. Don't worry about it. Why did you say that? I just tried Donald trumped it. That's all he did. That's what he's done. Yeah, he's blagged his way. He did trump it. He's blagged it. Yeah, I mean, it works. And he's one and done. Make the Cowboys great again. Make the Cowboys yeah. great again. Yeah, Jerry, the votes are in, Jerry, baby. Jerry Jones is just a foolish Republican voter, both in his private life <laughs> and in his, <laughs> and his coaching choices. He's, he's been duped. Really he's been duped. He thought it was going to be better. He thought Jerry World was going to be made great again. He thought the Cowboys were going to be back. America's team, America first, Dallas Cowboys, all right. And let's, let's face facts, right? Jason Garrett's got eight and eight however many years. And Jason Garrett was the eight and eight coach. This year, eight and eight, would win the NFC East by a country a mile. Landslide. Yeah, 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 comfortably. Yeah, you could use that Jason Garrett right now. He would he, he would have taken them to 8 and 8 and they'd be like, "Oh, we won the division." <laughs> yeah, 8 and 8, yeah, won the division. So, whatever. Yeah. Just going back to just going back to coaches uh, you know, staying put where they are. Um you just wonder as well whether not just staying with the kind of setup in the organization, but staying where the talent is because it just Hearing you guys talk about, you know, Eric the Enemy potentially staying at um, Kansas City. That sounded Kansas like City. Eric the Enemy, by the way. <laughs> Eric the Enemy. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Um, having him stay at Kansas City, it just reminds me of Salah uh, potentially leaving the 49ers. And you think about all the talent that they've had over the last couple of years, especially on that defensive Still front. have. Yeah. Still have. Yeah. D Ford, Bosa, Armstead. Armstead? Armstead. Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead. I'm not staying it properly. Legion DeForest Bunkner has been a big loss. Eric the He's looked brilliant at the Colts. But you can't pay everyone, can you? You have to choose your. Yeah, I mean, this is the great thing about the sport is that the salary cap means. The great equalizer. Yeah. But like, he's probably going to go and get a head coaching job, but is he going to be a kind of Dan Quinn guy? Who was really? It was really about the talent. If you guys got guys that talented, there is. Then, like, do you need to make great calls? A bit and like Adam packages? Gates, really. like there's yeah. a there's a real mixed bag you know in I mean? the conversation around Robert Salas. Exactly. To be honest. It, it's. I think yeah. some people love him, 
And I think defensive players love him because of the attitude that he has. But there are also people that don't think that he makes great calls at times in terms of... Yeah, I'm worried about him going to the Falcons a little bit now. <laughs> I'm starting to like... Well, this, this is the thing that. when like you you talk about Doug Peterson leaving the Eagles. Is there anybody that you're really looking at right now that you kind of think, oh, that would be somebody that you want to make sure you get in the building? Like Doug well, Peterson know, was college, one yeah. of those guys. That you, have you actually got, have you got college coaches that you think Jim Harbaugh? That's who you want back. Through? No, but he's doing terrible with the Wolverines, though, right? I, don't know. I, just, I just just know that he he's been spoken about in NFL circles. That's all I know about. I, I don't need another since he left, another though. angry Harbaugh brother on the sideline. It does my head in enough <laughs> with the Raiders. Like the moaning that that guy does during the a Ravens. game is uh, Ravens. Sorry, yeah, it's beyond oh, belief. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he's a good coach though. Did you see the Vrabel and Harbaugh kind of? Back and forth on the uh, the field, by the way, when the Titans played the Ravens. Yeah. So Ray, the Titans players had a team uh, meeting in the middle of the Ravens. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I saw oh, that. Right. They and then Harbaugh came, came over and said, "Get off the field." And Vrabel's like, "Go and coach. Go and coach." Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Who wants to fight Mike Vrabel? Can you? Imagine? An idiot. <laughs> that was that he's was a, good. He's the toughest coach in the NFL. Surely <laughs> he looks like he would snap Harbaugh in half. Mm. Yeah, well, he's only like six years removed from playing or something like that like it's not again, that long ago another that Pat McAfee drop of me watching that show they were saying that apparently he also still partakes the linebacker drills fully padded oh that's awesome that's <laughs> really so cool. apparently wow. apparently he hits the hardest on the team he's somebody who's becoming what? a better yeah that's crazy he's, he's done really well I mean, better if, game if manager when he was in, uh, Mike yeah when he was in yeah. London uh, a few years ago I watched the the BBC coverage now against the Chargers that was it, yeah. And, and they, they were messed talking... up on the going for two at the end of the game and lost it. Yeah, they and they were talking about whether or not he was going to be around or whether he should stay, whether he was a good coach or not. And just show sometimes you just have to give people a little bit more time and things will click. All right, so how much yeah. time am I giving Doug? Realistically. You should get rid of him. You've had your it's time. Be... He's like the jazz coin. It's peaked. It is coming down. Yeah, I think that's true. But will he actually be gone? I think they'll probably get another year. I think they probably will as well. But I think we'll look back in a year and we'll think... Oh, that was a waste of a year. Gone. But they might also have Wentz for another year the same way. And if Wentz carries on being as he is now and regresses like he has, it's a wasted year. It's a waste of time. What's the contract situation? They paid him Wentz, too much sorry. money. Uh, with Carson, I can't remember off the top yeah. of my head, but he did get a One, big two, extension. One, two, five million, something like that? Yeah, he got a huge extension. Uh, four, it's the years I'm thinking of, really. Uh, on, it's one, probably two, five, second be year four. of uh, five. Yeah, it'll be. There'll Fuck. be at least three years left on it. That's brutal. Just, I mean, he's he is getting paid like a. He's getting a paid as a franchise guy, quarterback. He? He, he is the franchise yeah. quarterback, and if your franchise that, quarterback you've put that much money into starts to yeah. play like crap and can't throw yeah. to an open receiver, right, throws brilliantly <laughs> to an open DB, you've got some problems. Just ham- jazz is just jazz home, going full in, isn't hammer he? Hammer home that Carson Wentz is bad. Like that's the that's the statement that doesn't need to be reiterated too many more times. I just think <laughs> it needs to be said that he is terrible at his job. Um, just yeah. to go back quickly to the Steelers' drops, by the way, I do have the stats on it. They currently yeah. are lead leaguers, lead leaguers in drops with 31, having dropped seven last week and six the week before. So before the last two weeks, they would 18 drops. Oh my so God. they've almost doubled their drops in two weeks. And the last What's time... The, who's the second, Jazz, just to put it in context? I don't really know oh, how many is a lot of drops. The second, I think, is 28. And who's that? Um, can't find it. I've just got the Steelers bit up here. I'll, right. I'll try and find it again in a second it. for you, but the last yeah, yeah. time the Steelers have dropped five passes in back-to-back game. No, sorry, we've dropped five more than five passes or more in the last two games. 
Before that, we've dropped five passes twice in the last 15 years. <laughs> That's quite damning, then. That's that insane. is appalling. <laughs> that is yeah. insane. Good stats. Yeah, yeah, good stats. Good stats. I like it. That is was... absolutely awful. Yeah, I mean, like like you were saying about Tomlin, then that just further puts it like what's the point in talking about any other part of our team when that is clearly the number one issue? Yep. You know, if you'd, if you'd made those catches, you'd almost certainly won the game. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Carson Wentz, yeah. Uh, t- tied to, to the Eagles, um, he had a four-year extension in 2019, making his total contract length uh, six years from 2019. So, 2025. <laughs> Jeez. Because I've been thinking... Uh, I, that looks like the worst. That's the worst contract in the NFL right now, then, isn't it? It's not a great looking one. I mean, I no, thought kind not. of um, they paid uh, they paid Goff a lot of money over in uh, LA, but he's kind of like that middle. He's like I don't know where would you put Goff right now? Fourteen to like twenty. Yeah, fourteen to be, eighteen, maybe. Maybe he's the new Andy Dalton scale, as the yeah. guys. Have yeah, he, he might was be the, the line. I don't know. But he might Dalton be the had line. the ability he's to like up and down, think you know. himself, and you know, I don't think Jared Goff has that ability. I mean, he's going to be a free agent twenty twenty one. The team has an option on him at the end of this season, so they could actually get rid of him very cheaply now. Jared Goff. Who's that? Jared Goff. Next year, he's a free agent. Yeah, according to Roto World. No, 2021, he's a free agent. 2020, the team have an option on him, according to Roto World on his contract. Ah, uh, no, I'm sure he got paid. I'm not. I have to look into that. I thought he was on a big contract there. Doesn't matter. Um, 27.9 yeah, million. Uh, not so hamstrung. Okay, there. so 134 million extension, four-year extension, according to Adam Schefter. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I thought he was on big money. Yeah, because they were... I'm buying jazz coin. It's on the right. There you go. I'm. I'm buying Jazz Coin. Yeah, it's what I You know, I will sell it when the Patriots lose, lose tonight, later. Yeah, but you know, I'll ride that wave. Oh, I'll tell you why I don't think hours. the Patriots will win. Uh, sorry, will lose tonight. The game that the Patriots have been playing has been mostly defense winning them games. Special teams playing a big part, and offense really been just complementary to be honest, rather than being the main thing. Offense is miserable grind up the field. However, you can. Oh man. Yeah, they're just trying they're to do savage. whatever they can. So Their they- stats are insane. They've only got one 500 yard receiver. Yeah. And he's got fight like 512 yards. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at the uh, the Super Bowl where great. the Rams played the Patriots, granted you had Tom Brady on the Patriots side and Gronk, but you had wasn't the- pretty. Rel- it wasn't yeah exactly it wasn't that wasn't the key to the game it was the defense and Bill Belichick seems to have McVeigh's number in that sense he managed to figure it out and keep Goff rattled and unable to do anything and look at Brian Flores when the Dolphins played the Rams the Dolphins beat the Rams up all the way through the defensive side of the ball and was really the key to the victory so I think tonight the Pats D is what makes that game a win for the Pats if that one wins then we're on to mm. Only five left to go on Sunday, boys. Can you really count on against a well-organized, you know, 
against a well-organized Rams team, though, with its own really, really good defense, which is probably more talented than the Patriots anyway, like, if they can't score some points on offense, you can't count on having, like, two defensive touchdowns or two special teams touchdowns like they did last week. Well, you can if Jared like, Goff is throwing the ball. When you had him against the Dolphins, you turned the ball over three times yeah. and responsible for 17 points off them, I think. And, yeah, and- it, it, seems, it seems unlikely mm-hmm. and- that you're going to keep getting... You know those scores coming from your defense and special teams. So, I just think Goff yeah, is know. not able to cope with the Belichick defense, as proven against the Flores defense this year as well. I just find the Rams a very uninspiring team. I know they're boring, aren't they? Yeah, and they had more. Which is weird for McVeigh from their, like two years ago. Their running yeah, back situation is three terrible. really average running backs. Yeah, as a as a well, at least they're kind of fresh. They've got good so stats much rotation. I mean, it's fine, but it's nothing crazy. Nobody's... But it's strange when you think about it, because when Gurley went down, was it last year when he went down, they brought in CJ Anderson, and he just lit the league up like he was, that was when they That was when they went to the Super Bowl, because CJ Anderson was the back that was pushing them towards the Super Bowl. And it was like, there you go. So that was the CJ Anderson came in and just smashed it. Mm-hmm. And whenever Gurley was out before, Malcolm Brown would come in and basically be Todd Gurley replacement, just like uh, Mike Davis has been a replacement for Christian McCaffrey. So it's weird that they've had such trouble running the ball and getting decent yardages and get, and really good stats out of one of their players. Obviously, if they spread it out, it will help them kind of rest. But it doesn't make sense to kind of do that. You should have one. Don't have to have one player, but you have to have at least one person who's the most talented back, and you give them more of the opportunities. That's my feeling. And I think compared to the Super Bowl run, they've got a less talented offense. Yeah, and they don't have. Yeah, a, they, they, they need don't to get a, some backup in. They don't have a fast offense. This is the. Yeah, you know, we've mentioned it a lot. Brandon Cooks yeah. not being there, they don't have a guy like Woods and Reynolds. Don't stretch it as quickly no. as Cooks, and they does. don't have a number one receiver. Everything like is a Michael well, Thomas Woods to is, rely on. Woods is the number one receiver there. Yeah, but he's not a. Do you think that he's a true number one? I don't see I, him as a true. I number think one. he's a number one, but he's not a top tier number one. I'd say he's kind of. Uh, he's not even in my third. Twenty-five, thirty-two. I'd say. Yeah, but that's not good enough, then, is it? You can't. But still number one receiver because you only have. Yeah, I mean technically he is, but I mean in terms of like if you were going to start a team. Oh no no no! Yeah, from yeah, scratch, no, he wouldn't no, be in no. the conversation. I mean, we had that conversation last week where we tore your uh, your list of shreds anyway. So. Oh yeah, you were. You uh, had oh a yeah, yeah, apparently. Was... Oh have... yeah, come on, Dave. What? Come on, let's, let's hear it. What you got to say? Well, I mean, first of all, it was a very uncharitable uh, diagnosis of my my list because it was painfully obvious just breezing it straight away that I went for kind of legacy and past seasons as a factor. Yeah. So it's more like I misread the assignment was a big part of this. And then you guys mm. continued to read the question more kind of down the, mm. yeah. yeah. Cause I did say read it, but maybe put your finger underneath it when you're reading it. Yeah. So now, but it. it's hard to, I would still, even that you guys were really like, who's the best receiver in like 2020. And that's what you were really focusing on. Yeah. Rather than like, but it's, it's hard to like leave out like Michael Thomas's amazing season last season or the fact that Julio Jones has been dominating the league for like six years. But how could you leave Larry years. off it if it was if it's like legacy? No, but but they're still relevant players that I think will be like um going into next year will have a chance to be the top wide receiver in the league again. Hmm. That's that was part of my thinking. So like I'm not talking about just legacy, I'm talking about like that going forward, they could still be have a chance. To I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Let's have a bit more fire from you here, Dave. It feels a bit like you're. Uh, I felt there was more yeah, of a rebuttal coming. Actually. Yeah, it's, yeah, more, it's like an spoke... apologist's kind of rebuttal. Nah. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't say it was a rebuttal. You said it was a rebuttal. I'm just kind of more explaining where I'm coming from. I was pretty weird that you were like slamming the Tyreek Hill pick in the top tier, I thought, Jazz. Mm. I just think that if you take him out of the Kansas City offense and put him into a different one, I don't think he's anywhere near the same player. Yeah, but that's like saying you're not going to know that. And I think you take Eric Bieniemy out of the offense. Assertion that he is like that he is one of the only wide receivers who can literally destroy a game. Yeah, but that, that for me, Adams and Hopkins are two players you can put into any side in the NFL, any single team, and they would still have. The yeah, same but I put Tyreek Hill third though. So yeah, I no, said but they, I, just, I, I don't have him in the them. top tier. For me, there's only two players in that top tier. Those two. Okay. That's why. Well, I so, had would it. you put him as the top in the second tier? Then? Oh yeah, but I have the top tier just grouped together. But he'd be my top okay. of my second tier. I put yeah. that. Yeah. So I had. I wrote it down. I got my list right next to me here still. Da. Adams and Hopkins at number one, and first le- yeah. first ones in tier two was Tyreek Hill and DK Metcalf. Yeah, Metcalf as well. I messaged after I sent you my list. Yeah, and I know. Tried to put him in there, and then you. Wait, we're gonna, we're really gonna have it, Dave. You, no. Your list was sent. It was set <laughs> so, in stone. That was yeah, it. Yeah, not very. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just like threw out some ideas, and you didn't credit me with uh, using the tier system. So that that stuck that annoyed me a bit. As I well. mean, what was really funny was after you, you used my list use as the, the basis system, to start talking about it, and then I, you're like, Fuck uh, this guy. If you look at the preseason fantasy football rankings, your top four yeah. players in your top tier were the top four players in the pro fa- pro football focus fantasy tier. So I thought he's just gone online, he's gone to pro football focus, NFL's and best now wide he's found it. <laughs> yeah, just typed in NFL's best wide receivers 2020. And oh, that's my it. list right there. <laughs> oh. Um, but and then I thought you guys were very plain with some of your like tier three more experimental guys. I don't know. I didn't, you didn't experimental like Debo Samuel is super talented. Yeah, but he's, I don't he's know been injured all year. And to me, he's. <clears throat> but again, that's like a missed assignment. But like, if you base it on a list hey, in terms that, of like that linebacker potential. in the Jets got a missed assignment he's... for getting that QB spy. We're still rattling on him, aren't we? If I'm lining up as a corner and obviously a lot more athletic than I am. Um, I'm not that worried about Devo Samuel compared to a lot of other NFL receivers. I'm worried on a jet sweep. I think he's much better on a jet sweep and end arounds than he is as a receiver. I think he could be... I think you'll eat your words in a year, two years' time. If he has a better quarterback, I think that he could be a, a real number one where he could be in the first tier. That I think will... he's got the skills to do so. I totally agree. But right this second, I don't think he is. Compared to, compared to others. What about running backs, just quickly? Because... There's a couple of things that annoy me with running backs is, you know, everyone will still say McCaffrey, Kamara. I prefer running backs that run the ball, like Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb. Nick mm-hmm. Chubb. Who's better in Cleveland, Hunt or Chubb? Chubb. Chubb, 100%. But it's annoying me how much of the snaps Because they paid Hunt him gets. so much. They paid him too much. They can't pay him that much and not give him enough of the ball. Yeah, but they're trying to keep Chubb f- fresh as well because they're playing such a heavy run game. Like, so it makes sense. Chubb been... is breaking like fifty-yard runs and then Hunt's coming in. So that's why he's trying to keep him. The last three weeks, there have been maybe four like goal line setups at the kind of two, three-yard line, where Kareem Hunt has stayed in for all three or the first three downs of the kind of goal line stand, yeah. and not been able to punch it in, and it's like. Maybe put the slightly more like bullish, chunkier chub in. Just seems I don't know. Again, I'm not a, I'm not an NFL head coach. I'm not on the scheming of the Cleveland Browns or anything like that. That does seem weird. It does seem like if you've got a bigger guy, maybe put the bigger guy in at the time when a bigger guy. I assume there's a reason for it though, because Stefanski seems to be making the right calls this year. They are such a fun running game to watch. 
with both of them. I yeah. mean, it is great to watch. Yeah. They've both got yeah. awesome explosiveness at times. Yeah, it's cool to see it live up to the the kind of hype as well as like a lot of the things in Cleveland haven't lived up to the hype, the quarterback, the wide receiver room, but like the tight end situation as well. But the running game, like we were all really excited to see those two together before the season mm-hmm. and it was completely justified because it's awesome. Yeah. And, they, and it was kind of worrying that like when Chubb went down, you were like, Oh no, is this going to be a very premature end to what looked like it was going to be an awesome season? And he's come yeah. back in and it's yeah. been like, Oh, he never left. Cool. Just crack yeah. on. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. Well, those two could win them a playoff game as well. Like, Well, look at Derek Henry they, in terms of play them, winning playoff games and controlling the clock yeah, for Tennessee exactly. last year. Yeah. And now you've got two guys that in theory could do that and have the versatility in Hunt at least, particularly of the kind of the passing game as well. Yeah, like they're, they're, If the Cleveland Browns make the playoffs, which I think they will, it's going to be... A, they should now. They're going to be a really interesting side to, to keep well, If they don't up. now, it's the most Cleveland Brown things ever. Oh, so brownsy. I know, I'll be so bummed for them if they missed it now. They won't miss it. They're now. guaranteed a winning season, they won't though. Miss it now. That's the first time in how many years. Amazing. <laughs> that we is are something. seeing it. It shouldn't be underestimated. <laughs> like I remember watching the Browns in their yeah. last playoff game. It was against the Steelers. Their last back in like oh seven something like that wasn't and it? it? Derek Anderson at QB. Tim Couch. Mm-hmm. I'm, oh, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking further back then actually. Oh no, yeah. Derek Anderson led them to the playoffs one year. Yeah, yeah. I've I got confused. No, maybe 08. I, like, I remember watching a Browns playoff game where Tim Couch was the QB, and Couch was meant to be like the you know savior of football in Cleveland kind of thing. And obviously, it didn't. It's been a few yeah, of those. Obviously, it didn't happen because <laughs> that's what happens in Cleveland. My favorite one of which was uh, Johnny Manziel. My second favorite <laughs> was Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn, I was gutted about. I wanted to oh, really? see him succeed because he looked. He was a really good QB in college. And that's just, what I say. It was really good looking because it reminded me of Justin Herbert with his long flowing locks. That's why I thought it was going to come out of your mouth. Do love uh, old Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah, not this new guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the twelve-year-old with spots. The twelve-year-old that couldn't put up more than four fantasy points last week because they got so bum rushed by the Patriots. That was awkward. That that was really awkward. zero points. That's but again, I don't. Ugh. The Chargers don't yeah, have a running on. game. Really, Austin Eckler, which is strange. Has Austin Eckler's really good. And Kelly, when he came in, also looks really good. And Justin Jackson's a good back. It just must down down to scheming and blocking. That's all I can blame it on. Yeah. Or yeah, coaching when... because the coaches have been a bit crap this year, haven't they? Because yeah. Eckler was injured at the start of the season and he missed a, a bunch of games. Yep. And I thought when he came back in, we'd start hearing his name more, but I haven't really. No. I mean, I'm not like a big Charger guy, so I haven't been following them that much. Oh, but... yeah. I've, I've been following them, Dave. <laughs> Don't worry yeah. about that. You've been following... Well, you've been following one of them. Well, I... I, I... I do think watching in your underwears. I do think like following him home and watching through his curtains. <laughs> I do think he's not denying it either. So clearly, he has been. There is a, a fear of because it's such a pass-heavy league anyway, and because Herbert did start so brightly that then you start giving him the ball too much, which a gives teams too much tape in terms of being able to break down a young QB easier and quicker and faster. Um, and also, you put such an imbalance then on the offensive scheme. Like they have great passing weapons in the receivers in the time that Herbert is getting to throw the ball but you need a running game to keep him honest you need to ensure that you're still picking up some half decent yardage otherwise yeah. you're really going to struggle against good defensively coached teams like New England unbalanced team week. just yeah. like the Steelers we had 51 pass attempts to like 12 rushes you can't mm. do that well you and can do that what just is going don't on drop with, 7 passes so whatever was was Connor out for that game, Jess? Yeah, he's had COVID. Is it, and is he, yeah. He's on the COVID he's, list for two weeks. Okay, so he's back 
This week, is he? I don't know yet. I've not heard. Okay. I think you guys really need to go... Whatever happens this year, you need to go shopping for some better running backs as a whole. Like, even Connor is... Has looked up and down yeah, this year. Benny but... Snell was a second round pick and he just hasn't been able to get the room. I think the big issue we had, again, and see if I steal this, another issue we had last week was we have also lost Marquis Pouncey to the COVID list as well. And there's mm. one play, literally one play, where it was false start by everyone but the centre. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Dude, get your shit together. Learn the yeah, calls. That's not fun. No, because it's like everyone's moved but you. You're the only one that has the ball. You move, fine. <laughs> Everyone else moves. Not good. Who was the QB last week who had a false start on the quarterback because he tried to sneak it like too early? Oh, who was that? I didn't know that. Yeah, there was... I can't remember which QB it was now. They were down towards the goal line. And yeah, he tried to take the ball from the centre too early and they got the snap off. But yeah, he moved and started like running and pushing into the centre before the ball had even gone. He was so eager. It was excellent. It's very good. But yeah, no, just um, going back to the running backs. That sounds like a Mitch Trubisky. Oh yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that on running like backs. Uh, just yeah. uh, what's happened to your boy, Jazz, CEH? Yeah, not done a great he deal, seems has like he? He's gone a little bit off the ball. I think having Le'Veon Bell split the, the carries a bit more with him hasn't helped him. Um, I also think that actually that offense didn't turn out to be much of a running offense in the end. They do After not all run. the talk about, they aren't running at all. All the talk about Andy Reid being, oh, we had Brian Westbrook and he had Shady McCoy and look all the numbers and things they put up. Or even look at Damian Williams last year and and before that and Kareem Hunt before that. But they seem to have abandoned it a little bit because they realized you just give the ball to Mahomes and let him just throw it. Let Tyreek Hill get 200 yards in the first quarter of a game, and that seems to work out quite nicely for everybody. Yeah, it seems pretty, to be true. Pretty easy win then. Yeah. Um, and he's not going to look great at the goal line either. So remember the first couple of games, he had a few goal line um, carries, maybe even six or seven, and he didn't get in. Yeah. And you think, well, that's not seemed... a good sign. Yeah. And talking to Marlon last week, when you look at him at LSU, he was saying that before the season where they won the national championship, no one even knew who Clyde Edwards Hilaire was. So he was lucky that he. He was in the right place, right time, and did well, sure. But maybe the talent isn't quite as high as everyone thinks God. because he was right place, right time. Can you imagine that? He's already jumping two, off his boy. Imagine having two right place, yep. right time rings, though. Like, goes from LSU with oh, the yeah. national championship, yeah, yeah, gets yeah. drafted into yeah. the Chiefs, probably wins it again, or looks like he could definitely yeah. win it again this year, uh, get the Super yeah. Bowl, and boom. All right. Uh, that's my career well, um, kind of nailed. Right. But I thought Le'Veon uh, Bell would do more than he was. He's done as well. I thought they were. You gonna, did. You were very. I was very about. on that. But it's yeah. It's just unfortunate the way they're scheming it. They're not really tosh, running much, which is fine. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's only he's only run the ball thirty nine times so far. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, six so it's not going to do much in that time. Um, in fairness, Ceh has only had one hundred and fifty one carries. So Ollie, still quite. In a lot. terms of running backs, where would you put um, Aaron Jones? Would you put him kind of just behind I like Chubb really or like, ahead of Chubb? I or? really like Aaron Jones. And yeah. if I was going to have... I mean, it's tough, isn't it? I was, I was about to say if I was going to have top... Would he be three? If I was going to have a top three, but then Derek Henry still is doing wonderful work. He'd have to be in a top three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd put... It'd be like like Cook. If you're just going on like running, if we took passing out of it a bit, you just had as a running... Kind of more of a pure running back. Cook, Henry, Chubb, Chubb, and then I don't know. 
the thing is, it's, it's difficult, Jones it? and Chubb are like if you just base it on running, there or thereabouts, aren't they? They're both. Uh, it's tough because you look at the ones who also pass catch, and they're also not bad at running either. Kamara's yeah. great at running. CMC is great at running. To get the thing to is, as well, Aaron yeah. Jones does actually. That backfield is splitting time quite a lot with um, uh, Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you know Aaron Jones isn't getting enough of the ball or anything like that, but. Jamal Williams eats into a lot of the touches that Aaron Jones gets, which may be a beneficial in that Jones stays fresher. Mm-hmm. Um, may also be perhaps a negative, but I think I've I said a couple of years ago um, and last season as well that I, I really liked Aaron Jones and that Jamal Williams complements him as a great two-headed kind of backfield. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't touch or change anything. Um, is he as good? As, he's he's not as good as Cook or Henry. I'd. I think my I've only got a bias to Nick Chubb because I've liked him kind of watching the end of his Georgia career and then kind of how he... It annoyed me how he went so under the radar and it was highlighted in the Browns' hard knocks thing when they arrive at the airport and Nick Chubb's just stood at like Cleveland Airport just like, cool, no one knows who I am, so I'm just going to... And really, Nick Chubb, you know, should have been considered one of the saviours along with Baker Mayfield when they were both drafted mm-hmm. that year. Um, so I think I've got a real soft spot in that sense for him. Um, but he is probably at that level of Aaron Jones and just off the kind of the cook, Those the two. cook and Henry. Yeah, They're yeah. the best runners in the And in then the it NFL. feels like after, yeah. And then it feels like after that, after Kamara, then it's kind of like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and CMC. If he's fit. I mean, there's a worry. Yeah. There's a worry about what's yeah, happening with sure, Christian yeah. McCaffrey this year. I'm just of, not thinking of him. The but if if Christian been... McCaffrey is now injury played and never plays properly again, it just highlights yet again that you should never pay a running back, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, also that you should probably split your oh, yeah. carries. Like don't we give him 600 about. touches in two years. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Like save your have to have a Compliment. number two running back and have it more like a wide receiver one and wide receiver two, like. You know, you you don't need to throw the ball to your wide receiver one every play. Well, this is this is the worry about Derek Henry this year. Like leads the league in carries, leads the you league in yards. You think these guys are like like made of like steel? I don't know, adamantium or something. But then, like as soon as the injury happens, that's it. Yeah. It just changes the whole pathway. Like yeah, I don't know. I hope it doesn't happen. But hopefully not. Hopefully we should be fine. But yeah. we'll wait and see, won't we? James Robinson. Any? I mean, he's played very well. Amazing, really. For a rookie in such a, a bad team, dog shit team. Yeah, he's not getting any pop. I mean, I was surprised. I was having a look at the list as well, and I was like, "He's at number three. That's pretty crazy." Yeah. So he's actually having a really nice year, but like nobody's going to be talking about him. So. Which is also quite interesting because the Jags usually play from behind as well, so it's not like they're having yeah. to rush the ball because they're leading by twenty points. <laughs> they're having to oh, yeah, pass the ball. Happen? <laughs> no, I think they have been in. I'd have to have a look back, but I think they've been in quite a few tight games. Though. They have been, yeah. They have, they've, they've lost not been losing. Lot, they've been blown out every single game. However, it's not like they're playing with a lead and we're just trying to burn the clock. No, no. Like I the Titans have a couple leads, times. Yeah, yeah they're you know? close with the Texans, close with the Packers, only by four points. Close and with beat the Browns. The Colts, cl- one, over time with the Vikings. Uh-huh. Um, they have had some. I bet they wish they hadn't had that. <laughs> It's only been like the last five weeks since the bye week that they've had close games, aside from the uh, the Tennessee yeah, game. Yeah, they're getting blown two. out of the start. Yeah, it's been... The thing with the Jags, though, if they do finish second and they get the second pick in the draft, do they get a quarterback and give up on Minshew? I think you give yes. up on Minshew, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. They'll get Justin Fields if I'm, or whoever if else. If I am the Jags, I'd probably try and trade into that number one spot and take Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, the Jets aren't going to trade that out. Yeah, I don't know. Do you not think the Jets might actually... I think that if the Jets new GM, whoever that it would is, be the most decides to Jets trade out of that spot, did. I think you'd have an a revolt in New York if you're the to the Jets, point where the New York Jets yeah. fans will come and find the GM's house and burn <laughs> it down. They'll burn it down and they'll make sure they lock the doors before they burn it down. That's not going to happen. <laughs> if you're the Jets, you know Trevor Lawrence. There is a good chance that Trevor Lawrence will have advisors around him saying whatever happens, even if they trade, even if they take you, do not sign with that football team. Unless... But would you unless, do better at unless, the Jags? That's hardly a like. Unless the coaching changes. That's a point I want to make in a second. Unless Carole. the coaching changes that get made and the GM changes that likely get made in in New York suddenly reflect what Trevor Lawrence wants to be, right? Then, then maybe, yeah. maybe obviously the Jets will kind of stick and everything. Because it's not going to be Gase. It's not going to be people like Greg Williams and, and whatnot. But I think it will be Joe Douglas, who's the GM. I don't think from oh, what be, I've be, like heard that. That they're they're not going to get rid of him. But anyway, if anyway, if, but if, if Trevor Lawrence did, has like, got these yeah. advisors around him saying, "Do an Elway, do an Eli, do not put on that green jersey, whatever you do," and you're the New York Jets and you know that, but you also know now that number one pick is as high a value with Trevor Lawrence coming out of college as it potentially as, could yeah, ever yeah. be, as he will ever yeah. be. Yeah. So. Why not then try and get an absolute king's ransom for that? And then you've got, in theory, a load of picks for a new GM and a new head coach to, and it always gets talked about, strip down and rebuild. But look what the Browns ended up doing. Is they ended up, like, they had so many bad drafts that they ended up just cashing in a lot, getting a lot of picks and rebuilding. And it is a grueling, horrible process, but it will potentially take that for the Jets to get out of the situation that they're in yeah, and to change they, they the attitude like, in that in that locker room and, and convince yeah. the kind of current players that something is happening rather than just a, oh, look, we've got the new shiny rookie quarterback. Yeah, but he's still <laughs> in a bad team, so we're just going to keep losing. Yeah, he's going to get injured like Joe Burrow as well. Yeah, he's like, he's going to see he's gonna get beaten the up. ghosts yeah. that Sam Darnold was seeing, plus a load of other ones as well, so don't worry about it. He's going to be crap. So in that sense, the Jets, I actually think it might be worth them. They have one of the most valuable first round picks, first round picks, uh, first picks in a draft of all time. If they end up getting it, so why not? Why not go and get as much as you can from it? Because my counter be... to that is this. Go on, sorry, Karen. Oh, I was just going to say because there will be teams that will. There are a lot of franchise quarterbacks now seemingly settled in the league, but I would like Philadelphia to. I was going to say that the Eagles would happily take Trevor Lawrence. The thing I have to say as a counter to this, though, as we've always said before, is that you don't know whether. Any player coming out of college, what they're going to do in the pros. Mm-hmm. And if you look at quarterback as a position where you have the best quarterbacks in college tend to be on the better teams with better talent around them. So the Clemson team that obviously lost to LSU in the national championship last year, but went undefeated to that point, or undefeated for the year before as well, didn't they? Yeah. They had a very, very good team, a very, very good team in all positions. Mm-hmm. So you take that winning record, and it's not just about the quarterback. And they've got so this running it... back, ETN, or Etienne, as normal people would call him, uh, as well, who's, who's a really good guy out of the backfield. Yeah, so you take all those extra bits of talent all around them, and you strip all that away. You strip all of it away, 
And then you're left with what's really left as that player's real kind of core ability. For all we know, Trevor Lawrence might be a big body quarterback with a very good arm who's accurate. But the reason why he does so well in college is because he hasn't got to make many decisions because receivers have got 10 and yards of bridge. Just, you're just selling to me the idea of then trading that pick away for a load of stuff. Because there will be teams desperate enough to have the hype around Trevor Lawrence to get the attention on their franchise, to sell yeah. those jerseys and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. if I'm the New York Jets, I'd look at that and be like, yeah, because it is a lottery. It's exactly what we kind of say on this podcast that the, the draft is. It's pure luck. And as we spoke with Marlon last week, it's finding the right guy but, in the right place at the right time yeah. to get the right fit. So, yeah. The, the flip side of that, though, Ollie, is that if you miss out on the you know the next the Aaron Rodgers, oh, yeah. like the, the like, next Patrick like the Mahomes, did and everybody and everybody was telling you, yeah, the whole year or for the last two years, everybody's been saying Trevor Lawrence is the guy. Trevor Lawrence is the guy. He's going to go number one. He is a phenom. He's going to be. He's going to light the league up. And you you don't draft that guy. I mean, it's tough. it doesn't yeah. matter how many picks you get. In, yeah, uh, who wants to be know. the Chicago Bears right now when everybody every week keeps on saying, "Well, they passed on Mahomes to get Mitch Trubisky." Like, that- yeah, but it's different with Mahomes because he didn't have the same buzz coming out of college as Trevor Lawrence. Like, he surprised everyone by being like, you know, the yeah. next Hall of Fame quarterback. But like, Trevor Lawrence is like nailed on. Everybody says he's the best quarterback in this draft and one of the best for like 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And take so, like John, yeah. You, so like, they they will take him. I think this is all just window dressing. Again, they, I just don't. I don't think that any organization is not going to do that. Back to Patrick Mahomes. If you put him in that Jets team, he is not going to succeed. Garbage. He would have been in playing in his first week as a rookie. He'd been in straight away. He'd have been beaten black and blue by that point, rather than having a full season to sit behind Alex Smith, learn the offense, mm-hmm. and then take the reins. And then the next year, obviously, exploded an offense where Andy Reid tailored it to him. Okay, you're the Washington football team right now. That's another one that will probably be wanting to go and look for a quarterback. You are rebuilding the name of the franchise. You're completely restyling this. Would there not be a part of you to think, right, let's go and get a new, brand new face, brand new franchise, brand new team, logos, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I'm sure they'll be looking at making a move. It might not be for Trevor Lawrence, though. I just think that that number one spot, I think that's going to be sewn up. So, like... Justin Fields or some of the other quarterbacks they might you could see teams trading up for. Yep. But I think it's gonna be all like talk like like we had with the Bengals last year. It's like, well they weren't there and it's like, oh yeah, they're just gonna do it. But in fairness, that's but, you but know, that, and it's gonna be like, oh okay, well, we talked about this Joe, we talked about this for six months, but it was really but obvious. But Joe Burrow <laughs> like, wanted to be there as well. Like Joe Burrow is an Ohio a, kid from Ohio, and everything yeah, like yeah. that. And it was but he like, didn't he didn't really commit to it fully, did he? He said in the way in some parts, well, we'll see what happens. I think that's just sensible as an NFL player going a uh, college player going into the draft though, of not being like, Yeah, I wanna be not committal. Cleveland, or I want to be in Cincinnati, or wherever. Yeah, yeah, because you do want to block your copy. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Plus, you might not. For some reason, you might not get taken over. Hey, look, we all saw overall, draft then you day. You really look like an ass. We all yep. saw. We all saw draft day, and what happened to Bo? You know, Bo dropped down the. Ugh. As soon as the Browns passed on him, everyone was like, "Well, Bo's got a problem." So everybody kept on passing on him. So you got to be, you got to be smart with that. But that, yeah, the difference between the Bengals this year is that, like Joe Burrow, this the narrative was there. It was a great fit in terms of who he is as an individual um whether it was going to be a footballing fit or not you know it seems to work out okay except for the injury this year obviously the difference is is that trevor lawrence by all accounts is getting everybody ex-players current players 
advisors, managers, agents being like, don't go to the Jets. And that is obviously going to be in your head for these 12 months. Without like, There's no way you can turn that off when every sports channel in the country... Every three weeks, yep. just reiterate these points of the Jets are a terrible team and what young quarterback would ever mm. want to step foot in there? It is so savage, isn't it? Like how socialist football is that you're the best player, you're the best prospect and you're more than likely going to go to the worst team or one of the worst teams in the league and you're going to have to rough it out with the one of the worst offensive lines, with one of the worst defences, with some of the worst wide receivers to pass you. Like all this stuff added to your plate while you've got to learn your craft in a professional league at you know the age of 21 or 22 or something like it's like like in soccer like football you know you if you're a real prospect you just go to barcelona yeah or like Madrid, well, Barca or Manchester United, or, or Chelsea, or United anymore, or Chelsea anymore. You probably go to Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. go to a successful the, the, the top team. team. You, you go to a successful team. You know, <laughs> you, you go to a really good team. So um, yeah, this, it's the, just the weird, same thing on it? that like, though. It's, is it's a weird thing. If you do get a player though that does transform everything, like Chase Young has been very good at the Redskins, and if you watched some of the Instagram stuff for the Steelers or the NFL, Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin saying, I never want to. I never yeah. want to be in a position to pick you. I never want to be able to. I never want to be in a position to get a player like you. He's like, what do you mean? I don't want to lose fourteen or fifteen games and get yeah, I get one of you. Right. But you're so yeah. good, you're brilliant. But I don't want to ever have to be in that position, which is the ultimate compliment to pay a player that they don't want to be a team that's bad enough to have to get someone like that but they'd love to have them but they just you can't you can't yeah i don't think you'll them. ever find out as long as if, you've got tom like we were saying before if you're like, chase young you yeah, kevin colbert is, is a gm he's done very well and again they just pe- keep on picking wide receivers out of nowhere that's just the best psych out though i've ever heard when i listen to that because if you're chase <laughs> young you go back to the huddle it's like wait was that a compliment but he's kind of ragging on my team but like <laughs> i don't know man i am the best player on this team I, damn right he's been real real nice in a really offensive way i don't really it's getting getting in his head <laughs> I love but, that. So here's my thing. You're talking about um, the the draft's a lottery. The best player ends up on the worst team, so he's going to have to really grind it out. Why? I know the I know the answer to it, but why on earth would you ever take a quarterback with a number one pick? Because you are a terrible team that obviously has so many problems, and a quarterback needs so many other things to work for them to be able to play well. You know, like you could put in a wrecking ball defensive lineman or a middle linebacker or something like that and could tr- literally transform a defense. You know, you look at uh, Khalil Mack uh, uh, in both when he was at Oakland, now Vegas, uh, and when he was and now in Chicago. Like he's had a really quiet year this year. Nobody's really mentioned him, but he is a player that is so good. He can sit slot into a defense and change how offensive suddenly prepare for those games and be a real spanner in the works unless maybe these mobile quarterbacks are slightly different because they're so athletic as well. But generally, young quarterbacks need a lot to be successful very early on, particularly if you aren't that mobile of a quarterback. So why would you ever take it? And the the answer is... It's the thing they always... It's the thing they always say on... um, Chris Wessling always says on the 18 podcast, and I can't remember... Who said the quote? You would have heard him say it, but he's like, the the search. It might have been Dimitrov at the Falcons, but no, he's basically one Lombardi? of the GMs. One of the GMs is just saying the search for a. Uh, if you don't have a good quarterback, the search consumes you until you do, <laughs> and it's just like that's so true because 
you can talk about like great defensive players or great running backs or anything, but it, it's a quarterback. That's what you need. You you really it's very hard to be successful unless you have a really good quarterback, and that's what teams want. And it's not just their thinking as businessmen as well. They need those jerseys sold. They want their franchise talked about. Like that's what the owners want. They they want a star QB, all of them. So it's like it's not just like they haven't all got their sensible hats on. Like they need the guy, to, a, a player to come in and make a difference now. Yeah. Because they might get fired in three in those three years between making you know trading back in the draft and then rebuilding and doing the sensible thing. Like I, I think you're probably right. I think if like if more teams did that, then they would like build that middle term like success. Yeah. yeah. But it's really hard to do that when you're sitting there and you've got to make that decision, and you're like, well, if this you know if I get that next Andrew Luck or whoever it is, then that's going to save my job. Until it, yeah. like. And that's what the owner wants. The owner wants to see it. I'm going to save my job. The fans want to see it. Like, and I'm going to be the guy that trades back and picks like a fucking I don't know middle linebacker and an offensive lineman in the first two the, rounds. Like the other thing as geez. well, when um when we spoke to uh, Michael Irvin a number of years ago, Tony Romo, the Cowboys were in London. Tony Romo had gone down with this back injury. I can't remember who the backup was now. Um, it was a ginger ginger QB. Oh, it's gonna annoy me. Um anyway, backup QB for uh for the Cowboys. And I asked Michael, like, what is it like being the guy in the huddle, especially as a receiver, you know, you've got that synchronicity with the with the QB and the QB's not there and it's the backup in. And he and he said, Every single player, you're looking across to the sideline hoping that, that that your number one QB is coming back in the next play, every play, because mm-hmm. because he is the leader. And in the same way, if you've got that young QB out of the draft that everybody is hyped about, the confidence that that kind of permeates through your offense, whether it's the receivers, yeah. whether it's the running backs, even the offensive linemen who will be like, we've got to protect this kid because there's a potential that he can take us to another level here. Just elevates everything that that confidence level inside the organization which is another reason why you would take then uh, take the kid like put the kid in see what happens see if he see if he can change anything for your franchise but it's so hit or miss and it's so going to be miss for trevor lawrence at the jets (laughs) that's the that's the trouble and that's the really sad thing when you talk about like great players that we end up being denied seeing either in their prime through injury or through like it sucks that we aren't seeing Antonio Brown on football fields until this year, and even then, it's not quite the Antonio Brown because it's all kind of masked a bit by everything else that's taken place. When we had some like peak levels of Hall of Fame wide receiver play, and it just kind of faded away into this mess of off-field stuff. You know, we're we're being we're denied. Descended to a circus is what it is. Yeah, and we're being denied seeing Christian McCaffrey at the moment because of injury, potentially because he was overused. You know, we there is a chance that we might not see Joe Burrow. I don't want to be too damning on him, but it's you know it's a serious injury. He's out for the rest of the season. What happens if Joe Burrow doesn't come back? Like he was looking like a really young, promising, exciting prospect that just was getting beaten around too much anyway. I you, think Joe Burrow will be fine. Fingers crossed. Because he can throw the ball accurately. Like, like or, a, or a Sam Darnold, you know. Again, massively praised. He's a better in. team. Yeah. And better team. He'll, I think he transforms like Tannehill. Hopefully. He's going to go to the Steelers, though, Jazz. Hopefully. I like that. 
But better than better, can't be can't do any worse than Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. So, yeah, I, I would love it. I'd almost say he's guaranteed to do better than those two. But I let's wouldn't... not go that far. But I'm sure if a helmet comes swimming in his way, he's probably going to duck and weave it. Yeah, he's... <laughs> those ghosts are going to help stop it for him. Yeah, he's got enough. He's got such Ghost tremendous ability yeah. now of moving away from contact because he's so used to it coming at him left, right, and center. Imagine that... if he has a bit of protection. Nice. Sam Darnold is not allowed that. That is not the past that Sam Darnold is allowed to trip. <laughs> but yeah, so well, it, I'd love that because you probably get him cheap. Sorry, just to go on that, but you probably get him cheaply on a, a, a couple year deal as a prove it, and they might turn out to be a world beater. It, anyway, it is sorry. a shame though that like there is a very good possibility that if Trevor Lawrence goes to the Jets. We might see one of the best QBs in college football in recent history, which there have been a lot to be honest that have been very exciting, but might end up just being end up rotting. Another one ends up rotting at that franchise. Another one, yeah, another one, and another or he one. Could, uh... Is that DJ Khaled? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah, or he could turn things around and be a hero, like Peyton Manning did for the Colts. Yeah, yeah. That's why you take a quarterback first overall, because if you have the player that becomes the Peyton Manning, you've just solved your quarterback problem for however many years it's going to be, and the offense is going to be smashing it. Yeah, well, you can find that pick at uh, pick 199 as well after <laughs> the New England Patriots, so uh, don't worry about that. Generational talents are still across the board everywhere. So. Oh, you know, he's not done so well the last few weeks, has he? So maybe he's just a system QB after all. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, the chat never that is a long, It doesn't, because the thing Billy, is, right? Old Billy Boy's coaching is, his ass yeah, off. Uh, so this is the thing, right? Wins. Three or four weeks ago, five weeks ago, if you'd said, okay, Brady's definitely doing better than Belichick, everybody would be like, yeah, Belichick clearly can't do anything with Brady. And now, five weeks later, we're having the exact opposite conversation. Well, Brady's not look great, doesn't look comfortable... Belichick's I don't want to have games. either of those conversations for the record. I'm not like I'll back yeah, away. Yeah, we haven't from started this conversation. I never wanted to be involved. <laughs> no, I've in had that. them in like, my own head. Somehow so, Belichick's not great, yeah, yeah. and somehow Brady's not great. Like I'm not having either of those. Like they're both great. I don't know why there was ever what like st- what this. Like it has the, to be one or the line, other. The storyline's always who's better. The storyline is yeah, but is it was it Belichick not, or was it Brady? I always thought that was a bit chaffy. Even of course like it is, because you don't, one player ago. doesn't win it, and one coach doesn't win it. If you're the best coach in the world, but you've got 11 nobodies on defense or on offense, you're never going to win. If you're the best QB in the world, and you've got terrible coaching and decision-making around you, which Oli probably feels the charges are like that with Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. you're never going to win games either. Yeah, I mean, you... Yeah, but it was just lightning in a bottle, I think. Yeah. We just saw, like, two, two great minds and, like, you know, just coming together and, like, creating something absolutely insane yeah we had a new england we had yep. basically the original mcveigh and goff but unlike jared goff tom brady was able to update <laughs> his operating system every single year and continue to work <laughs> whereas jared goff there's some like bug in the system it's like a new video game there's a lot of tweaks that still need to like be sorted out and stuff and mcveigh is trying his best just to like drag the robot across the finishing line yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i just enjoyed i find it very weird that brady's reputation is it's not being tarnished, but I wonder at what point will it be tarnished, particularly with Arians kind of slamming Brady quite a lot. He does it a lot, yeah. He does it a lot. But that's what Arians yeah, always does. Arians always done it. He's never been like, oh, yeah, he did well this week. It's not. It's, not, it's down to receivers. He's always like, He's not if, you don't, if you throw, don't throw it properly, you're never going to win. The trouble you have is Arians' offense is not made for Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not a let's heave it down the field 30 yards seven or eight times a game. He's very much let's take the measured option and get five, six, seven yards. Let's keep. Well, he hasn't got the arm for it anymore either. Some of his deep balls haven't looked bad to Mike Evans. 
I don't know. His deep, his deep ball there, has been pretty poor this season. I mean, there, there was in terms of completions, yeah. But I mean, in terms of where it's been thrown, sometimes it's completely on the money. Uh, that's not what I've seen, really. But I'd like to see some maybe see some stats on it. I don't know. I suspect that stats he's just not, been you, killing yeah, it on stats like are intermediate throws. Stats are terrible because these the deep throws have been. Jazz awful, is going. Jazz is going where's, with the talking test. about deep I throws? Where's test. big? Where's Big Ben's deep throws now? It feels like those have dropped off in oh, the yeah. last few weeks. No, they haven't. Or are those the, part of the, the drops as well? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because why, why are you going to throw it deep? Because at the beginning of the season, he was throwing it well. Yeah. They're just dropping it. Okay. If they, can't, right. if they can't catch a ball five yards away, why are you going to throw it at 35 and expect anything different? That yeah. maple tree conversation has died down pretty quickly. Let's just say maple that. Tron. <laughs> maple Tron. Whatever. He's ma- maple, he's maple tree, tree. Maple Tron. Like, he makes his... He's been less of less um, droppy than the others, though. Deontay Johnson's been the most droppy. Again, go back to the stats. He's had ten drops this season. So when far. are we? So we're not having stats. So we are having like Brady. We ignore the stats, but now the no, no. I, I said stats. his stats are terrible. I told you the stats are terrible. Jazz just, Jazz just doesn't like what it I said, Ollie was if you look yeah, at yeah. the stats for the deep ball, they're not very good. Prove anything. If you look at facts. how he's thrown it, the throw is okay. Yeah, the throw looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that Jazz coin just. Uh, just plummeted. <laughs> With the market about to close as well, it's a bad time for the, uh, <laughs> for the jazz coin to suddenly drop off. Oh, you got to keep, yeah. keep true to form. Always starts starts middling, gets somewhere in the middle, kind of a bit higher, and then crashes before the end. Yeah. Do you want to go first, Ollie, so that way Dave can find his bet? Yeah, yeah, okay. The app just closed down. Oh, it did it. William Hill! Yeah. What have you done? Okay. I've got him. So, See you later, Ollie. Take a, take a seat on the bench, Wilson. I've got the Titans uh, beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Easy one. Oh, yeah. Uh, we Colts. think that, don't we? I thought that the. <laughs> the other games last yeah. week were easy ones where they weren't oh god that's true I uh, got the Colts beating the Raiders a uh, bit of a fairly coin flip game but the Raiders look like they're kind of going into the abyss a little yeah, bit yeah and I then don't just know, as they do that they're going to sure pull out them. they'll come back out because you think they, they, they played really well against the Chiefs terrible against the Falcons that's the thing about these games the you can talk yourself into Either most way. of them so John Gruden will bring that bring that big piece of stone in like he did with the Buccaneers <laughs> hey guys we gotta we gotta pound that rock again <laughs> gotta pound the rock pound the rock <laughs> handsome motherfucker right <laughs> I Jazz I'm afraid I've got the Bills beating the Steelers okay that's fair um, yeah I've got the Packers beating the Lions, and then I've got the Vikings beating the Buccaneers, mm. and then I've got the Texans beating the Bears because the Bears suck. Yeah. And they need to continue their downwards. And the spiral. Texans still look quite good last week, even with Will Fuller, Fuller down. So yeah, they'll score enough them. points. Yeah, they'll be fine. Nice. And they they'll should limit fine. them enough as well. Deshaun Watson is just quality. What have you got for that, Dave? Thirty-four to one. Um, I was chasing some good odds, and I just couldn't. I don't believe in this bet, but I wanted some odds, and the when I was kind of so you wanted some like odds, head, and you went with thirty-four to one. That's you finding odds. Yeah, this week is. Oh, don't give me that. Without oh. and I don't you go, give me that. I how you go find with odds? The spread. I okay, I, I, I tell you what, I didn't go with the spread either. I didn't want to go with. Wait the spread. till you hear my odds. Uh, Jazz, I'd just like to know. We found a very interesting bet last week, Dave, of uh, yeah. total points on red zone. That was available on an online bet maker that was 343.5 under over. 
I was I was tempted. I was tempted to maybe try and see if I, I could said get definitely that. over. No, but get that included in my sixteen bet. Like pick five teams and then pick the red zone under over. <laughs> but I, mean, I, what? I haven't Is bothered. It just in like the end. a coin flip odds. I mean, yeah. Well, that, like, that, the look at the average. Look at the over under every single just game. Like the evens. Okay, I see. All right. That's what it'll be. Go on, Jazz. So you just need to look at the. No, no, no. Ollie, you go first. I'm gonna I'm gonna show Dave how you get odds. Okay, all right. Well, I've got better odds than Dave, let's put it that way. And I believe in a lot of what Dave is saying. I'm happy to talk myself into some of what he's saying because I believe the Texans are going to do the Bears because the yeah. Bears do suck. Uh, I am going with the Vikings over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh! Yes! Cause you, Although that's probably the kiss of death for me. Because you know yeah, what I've done is I'm betting on every single team that's pretty much hurt me consistently throughout this year. So I'm also going with the Titans <laughs> to beat the Jags. I am, of course, taking Justin Herbert and the LA Chargers over the Falcons. Don't do it. (laughs) Just stay away from the Falcons because they will win now. Well, that's good for you. So I don't care. I don't care. I'd rather you win a bet, to be honest. Like, the Falcons are, like, they're done. I'm taking the Panthers over the Broncos because they should win. Even though Christian McCaffrey's got another injury doubt, which just keeps yeah, on to... different different injuries. Is Bridgewater well. fit? Is he is he playing? Is he? Then Bridgewater's he back. Yeah. Week, did he? Yeah. Okay. And then I'm taking Big Blue, the New York Giants, over the Arizona Cardinals as well. well I had a look at that one. Yeah. I've got me fifty-five okay. to one with that. Oh, Daddy, I like it. So yeah. Ollie found odds. So what's what's that thirty-five to one, Dave? That's that's not odds, is it? That is odd. I mean, no, he's saying he's just trying to find odds. He's trying to be bold and he gets 34 to 1. I mean, you seem really hung up on this. It's, it's, well, you baffling. want bold? I'll show you bold. I'll give you some bold right now. Oh, jeez. I mean, Here's this some is bold. Take your top off. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to see oh, All right. Take your. Right. Here's some bold for you. Tonight, the Patriots are going to beat the Rams. Oh, he's taking Thursday. Oh, Thursday game. You're going to lose, Jazz. You're going to lose straight off the bat. Sunday. And I hope that you lose. On Sunday, the Giants are going to beat the Cardinals. He's taking the Cardinals loss as well. The Bengals are going to beat the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, I love they know, they know all that. about Andy it. Dalton. They know oh, all they're going to do to him. They're going to get him back. Okay. Oh, the Vikings are also going to beat the Bucks. That's fun. Oh, you are really chasing. Okay, okay. All underdogs, I think. So. The Chargers will beat the Falcons. Yes. I mean, and another underdog. the Raiders are going to come out of their little slump and they're going oh to beat the Colts. Oh, my God, yes. This is wow. wild. And you, you want for? odds? I'll tell you the odds. Yeah, 296 to 1. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's the biggest one of the year, isn't yeah. it? By a long way. I'll tell you oh, why I did jazz. it. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you for why. I love that. It's because, right. one, I could see quite a lot of those outcomes actually happening anyway. Yeah, but I'm going to have to put that on Every as well. week, there's been <laughs> so many teams where the underdog has actually come out of nowhere to win it. And I've not yeah. understood how they've done it. Last week being a very good example with the Giants and the Washington football team. There's a few weeks ago where five underdogs won. I thought, well, hey, let's go for it. Why not? <laughs> I haven't won any way this year to go with it. So why not go for a big one and see if we can go out on a bang? And if it doesn't work and I lose tonight, well, sod it. I've got another bet in reserve. Not for this, but for myself. But yeah. I, I bet you've got a few bets in reserve. No, <laughs> I've got two does. others. I've got so two, three other bets. Two others. Oh, okay, it's multiplying. Bets. So what's the real number? Ollie, what's the real number of jazz bets in the background that he is not going to tell us about? Well, the under over is five. <laughs> there's yeah. only three. There's yeah. three. Yeah, but by Sunday. I'll tell, the, I'll tell you the odds for the other one, shall I? Jazz, we don't need you for this discussion. Yeah, Jazz, by Sunday, after the Patriots have lost tonight, 
there will be at least another <laughs> yes. three to four more bets added into so the equation. So you're going over five, yeah? Yeah, yeah. There'll be, I reckon right. he'll put, yeah, seven Sweet. to eight on. So okay, I'm probably going to put one more on top of what I've got now. However, <laughs> yeah. I've got when you lose I've got tonight, the original podcast bet that I did, but I still got like 50 to 1 for that. But I'm not going to go into that at all. I can't be bothered. I did put a 14-team accumulator on, of which I took underdogs oh, or the spread, and that was £1 to £24,210. <laughs> <laughs> I also got one. 14 teams, uh, just outcomes, and that was 1474 oh, to 1. God, so yes, if all wild. comes off, hey man, I could be uh, I could be winning some money this week. This is likelihood is I won't be. It's That's so oh, it's so difficult doing this podcast at the moment because <laughs> I I I really enjoy chatting <laughs> American football with you guys and it's all casual, but I really do fear that this podcast has just opened up jazz to a massive gambling problem. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it is contributing <laughs> to some issues. I mean, yeah. in fairness, yeah. the other the, the really long fourteen team ones, I put a pound on. I can happily live with spending five pounds on frivolous bets that's all this I put podcast on anyway. bet as well the really big odds one i've only put three pounds on so my usual five so i've been more cautious with it in that sense okay i mean but why not I'm why not... not if we bet if we bet the week that the underdogs had won it would have been similar odds so there's no reason why they can't do it so let me just check you've gone patriots giants bengals vikings chargers raiders Yes. See, that's just given me three hundred and three to one. So the odds are. Oh, well, it's not too better. far off, is it? Well, in fairness, they've they've taken my cash out level down already, probably because they've changed the odds to go with it. Big thanks for listening as always. Big thanks to Dave and Jazz as well for coming on board once again. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram uh, at Return the Picks. That's at Return the Picks. Myself, O underscore J underscore Wilson on both Twitter and Instagram. Same uh, Twitter and Instagram for Jazz Gillum as well. At Jazz Gillum. It's at Jazz Gillum. And Dave has to be different with David Bluck1 on Twitter and at David Bluck on Instagram. Like and subscribe via anchor.fm, our host, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, all those good podcasting outlets, tune in radio app as well. Uh, give us a follow, give us a comment, give us any feedback via any of the outlets that you've uh, just been given. And we will see you in a week's time when hopefully we will have some actual money in our pocket if Jazz's big bet comes off for all of us. Until then, take care.